least Bev Oda came clean about the $16 orange juice and her extravagant London trip. The cost of the orange juice was not maybe the appropriate expense for the government to pay, the former Stephen Harper administration cabinet minister said. I unreservedly apologize. Oda also later resigned. A decade later, and the federal government is again in hot water over lavish spending in London. This is the beginning of a new column today, in fact, across the nation's newspapers, written by our next guest. The head of the column, covering up wasteful spending is the rule in Ottawa. The author, Franco Terrazano, national director of the Canadian Taxpayers Federation in the nation's capital. Franco, good morning. Welcome back. Hey, good morning, and thanks for having me on today. Well, it's good to have you back with us. Now, tell us a little bit. It was in the National Post a few days ago. Uh, the Taxpayers Federation is going to take the Government of Canada to court to find out the bottom line about the $6,000 a night hotel room in Ottawa, or I'm sorry, in London. Uh, have you got a court date yet? Where's that process this weekend? So let me just tell you where the process is. Uh, we've already filed the legal challenge with the Information Commissioner. So the, the complaint has already been submitted. The next step is we wait to hear back from the information commissioner's office. Now, look, uh, this is a $6,000 per night hotel room. It's obviously it was spent by somebody in the federal government at a very bad time for their constituents back home with the price of or the cost of living going through the roof. Mm-hmm. Um, now, the governor general immediately said, hey, it wasn't me. I wasn't the person staying in that room. So if it wasn't the governor general, who could it have been? You right. know, like, I don't think it takes uh, Sherlock Holmes to solve this mystery, but it is a matter of principle. They spent their money. They wasted our money on a $6,000 uh, per night hotel room. They owe taxpayers transparency, and that's why we filed this legal challenge. I suppose, Franco, what's most astonishing about all of this, and, and you've been at the tip of the spear, so you're seeing and hearing a lot more of it than we are out here, but is the degree to which the Prime Minister's people are falling yes. all over themselves and bending over backwards to protect the the uh, the boss uh, from from any investigation. Here's a, a header of a column also in the Sun newspapers this morning. Alongside yours was written by Brian Lilly, who was a guest on the show yesterday. Here, Franco. The title of the column that Brian's has in the paper today: Trudeau's six thousand dollar per night hotel stay shows he has no respect for your money. Brian has skipped over the process that you're involved in and assumed, I think, fairly accurately that the uh, occupant of said hotel room was indeed the prime minister uh, and has written a column basically based on that. Now, you understand that to be the case, but what's what's maddening is the fact that no one will fess up and thus the court case. Yeah, and, and they're pulling all the stops, right, to really uh, to really hide the true information from Canadian taxpayers. And, you know, if this government, to, to Mr. Lilly's point, if this government just spent really a fraction of the time keeping an eye on its spending in the first place as it does covering up this waste. I really do think we would all be better off here as Canadian taxpayers. But you know what? Let me dive into what else has been going on, what they've been doing to try to cover this up. Okay. So Mr. Lilly wrote a column last week, and he obtained emails from the government, and it shows that you have political staffers, political staffers in a minister's office ordering bureaucrats uh, to essentially play coy with reporters to not directly answer their questions. Right. Political staffers in a minister's office, okay? Now let's move forward to the Canadian Taxpayers Federation's legal challenge. So we sent in a very, very simple access to information request. 
who stayed in the $6,000 per night hotel room? Just give us the name. They sent us back a response. They wrote the name in the document they gave us back. Then they blacked it out. They gave us a redacted access to information response. Mm -hmm. Now, they cited two sections of the Access to Information Act as reasons for the redaction. Section 16 and Section 19. Okay, that's supposed to be about security concerns and protecting personal information. But that doesn't pass the sniff test. Can I tell you why? Okay, sure. Okay, let's look at the security claims. Well, hold on a second here. The Queen's funeral already happened five months ago. It happened five months ago. So unless the government is worried that the Terminator is going to travel back in time to London, England, I think we can safely disclose who stayed in the hotel room. Okay. Okay? Now let's look at the personal information uh, exemption that they claimed. That also doesn't pass the sniff test. Here's why. The law is very clear that these types of expenses are not under personal information exemptions. Because if you're on official government business representing the Canadian taxpayer using Canadian taxpayers' funds, then you have a legal responsibility to be accountable and transparent to the taxpayer. Well, accountability and transparency, in fact, uh, have been bandied about by this government since they were elected seven or eight years ago. They were very big on promising transparency and all and accountability and all the rest of it. And in fact, have turned out to be uh, much more secretive than the Harper government, whom they accused of being in, in fanatically secretive. Uh, by comparison, uh, Harper and his crowd were, were pretty loosey-goosey with, with, the, with the facts. Well, look, uh, Mr. Trudeau, right before he became the prime minister, I remember this just before the 2015 election. Your listeners probably do, too. But he promised to an extent to he said, look, Canadians deserve the most transparent and open government in the world. Right. And I completely agree with that statement. Um, However, we certainly aren't seeing that as of late. This is a clear example of it. I mean, just tell us who stayed in the room. You spent your money. We deserve to know who it was. But there's some more recent examples. Let me list them off for you. Okay. Mr. Lilly, again, man, is he ever doing a good job as of late holding this government accountable? Uh, he filed an access to information request to get the hotel cost of a recent trip to New York. Now, the government disclosed how much it spent on hotels, but it wouldn't say uh, really any other details, like what hotels they stayed in, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. Let me give you another example. Um, the governor general. Her and her entourage did a week-long trip to the Middle East. They somehow managed to spend nearly $100,000, folks, nearly six figures on airplane food alone in a week-long trip. Okay, so when that story broke, a parliamentary committee dragged those bureaucrats in front of the committee, and the bureaucrats downplayed the cost of this. Uh, the governor general herself said, essentially, we had normal airplane meals that Canadians are accustomed to. Mm. The bureaucrat said, "The bureaucrat said, well, we can't release the receipts. We don't really have them uh, immediately. Well, you know how I know that's false? Because I was watching the committee, and I had the receipts in my hand. Ah. Okay? <laughs> Here's what they enjoyed. They were having beef wellington pork stuffed tenderloin, um, beef carpaccio. Now, I don't know about you, but when I fly Air Canada or WestJet, that's not exactly the meals they're offering.
Uh, no, uh, typically you, you get a couple of cookies and a glass of water. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about the fact that this is not this is not about looking back over your shoulder, um, uh, simply because uh, they're going back to London, Franco. The coronation is coming up in May. You think that we send a few people over for the Queen's funeral to represent the country. That was for a, a sad event. Now we've got a, a, a very much a, a celebration of the monarchy and all the rest of that. So it's pretty safe to assume that there'll be a much larger Canadian delegation going over for the coronation with pretty much a blank checkbook by the sounds of things. Well, and and what's so frustrating is that I haven't really seen any type of cultural change here in Ottawa, if I can say that, or any real change in tone. And here's why. I mean, they're not even getting a real slap on the wrist. You know, like, where's the real accountability? Like, who is being held accountable within the bureaucracy for approving these decisions? And then who's being held accountable within the political realm, right? Like, which minister, which cabinet minister, is the prime minister being held accountable for this? No. Which staffer is being held accountable for this? I don't see anyone really being held accountable for all of this stuff outside of a few bad days of press coverage, mm-hmm. right? And that's why we feel we had to launch this legal challenge, starting with the information commissioner, because we just feel that too often we're seeing the government and all governments really bend the rules to withhold information from taxpayers to duck accountability. And, and we think enough's enough. You know, uh, bad coverage highlighting this is one example of accountability, but we need true accountability in Canada. And that's why we thought we had to bring the information commissioner involved in this. Franco, remind our listeners of your excellent uh, taxpayers website, please. Well, please head over to taxpayer.com, everyone. You'll see our newsroom and there's some petitions out there you can sign as well. Taxpayer.com. Franco Terrazano, the federal director of the Canadian Taxpayers Federation. Keep up the good work, Franco. Thanks for jumping in with us again today. Hey, thanks for having me on this morning.